Expounded Universe, Season 15, Episode 3, Gazpacho Maleficus. The book, Supernatural, Witches Canyon, by Jeff Marriott. The year, 2007. Chapters 8 through 11, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the podcast where we read expanded universe novels of some description. Yeah. Sometimes Star Wars, most of the time Star Wars, not always. <laughs> Almost always, but not quite. Hold on, I'm wearing headphones again. This is a terrible habit of mine. Yeah, there you we should go. take those off, then you can hear me better. Also, I'll be less inclined to talk loudly for no reason. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> the same as always. Yep. Still talking loud. Worried that someone else in the room might be able to make some sort of point. Oh, yeah. Well, you've trained me well. <laughs> if I want to make a point, I got to be as loud and angry as possible. And then I might pay attention to the first half of it. <laughs> you got to keep it punchy. Yeah, you got to keep it rolling. Or else I'll completely stop paying attention to whatever you're saying and try to alphabetize in my head the characters in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, I'll and it might work. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get real close. I'll be like, okay, Umaro's probably kind of near the back. Uh, Gao's probably up towards... Cyan is definitely up near the front. Uh, let's see, who else goes in there? Cirrus. Cirrus is right up, right in front of Cyan, that's for yeah. sure. See? You, you got a good point there. Mm. But this is what I'm doing instead of listening to whatever you're trying to tell me. Yeah. And you're like, Jeff, the house is on fire. And you're like, hey, then. Mm. Strago and then Realm? No, Realm and then Strago. That's how the alphabet works. I am very smart. I learned that <laughs> in school. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows and says how smart I am and how handsome. <laughs> Why I once got a phone call for the president. <laughs> not uh, that, not the any president that. Not any president. Not not any. Not just any president. <laughs> the president of space. A generic president with no negative features once called to tell me how handsome and muscly I was. One time, the president that everyone loves called me up. Everyone's favorite president, especially yours. <laughs> Why, hello there, Jeffrey. You're all so muscly, I need you to fly into space. <laughs> Your honor, I'll do it. That's what that's what you call president. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son of your honor. <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah. honorable bitch, I'm in. You'd be, I'd be worried about that if I met a president I gave a shit about, that I would call them something other than Mr. President. I'd, I'd be in... Uh, like inclined to provide an honorific where one is not due. <laughs> your your Majesty. I know, I'd be all like, uh, yes, Your Excellency. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed am I to be visited by such a high potentate. Whereas I'd be like, sup, bitch, huh? <laughs> Good thing George Washington said I ain't got to show you no respect or nothing. <laughs> yeah, sack tap. <laughs> <laughs> Too flinching. <laughs> To the I, I want to bully a president real bad right now. <laughs> to the original Constitution, George Washington said, "We are not a, we are lower than the kings of England. You can bully us if you can find us. <laughs> Feel free to hoist us by our giant 1700s underwear." He wrote. He wrote famously. And then, as as such, all presidents to this point have worn giant 1700s underwear. It's true. They have to. Yeah. It's part of the uh, office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the truest statement. Yep. We're not just yes, muggy and. because we read the book like three days ago. <laughs> Man, I read this 
yesterday, and it just flew out of my head. Well, I mean, okay, for these chapters, and as a quick primer for people who are wondering what the hell we're talking about, we're still talking about a supernatural novel. Uh, oh, um, yeah. One of maybe 16 that exist. And uh, it, the four chapters we read today are 100% scooby-doo something's still happening and the team hasn't yet figured out any kind of plan to deal with it stuff so it's just like four chapter two of them are murders two of them are just the winchesters flailing around oh yeah i mean mostly this is the let's continue to raise the stakes chapters yes yeah where you have to know that the 40 year cycle of ghost visits is is uh afoot and it, it is now officially begun indeed so we you know we have to have some more death in order to really show this is serious Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to have the Winchesters being like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I don't know. The book seems to favor Dean for a uh, a brother's viewpoint more than Sam in most of the chapters. And I am I, I gotta be honest, I've only been re I've never watched a Supernatural episode. I've only read like 11 chapters of a Supernatural book. And I am getting really tired of Dean's point of view. He cannot make up his mind about anything. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Dean's point of view in here being written down is like he's perpetually aggrieved he's just like my dude i get it on the show it's fine because mm -hmm. mostly you're just like oh you know ackles is doing a decent job of being charismatic enough with the dumb snarky lines he's got and you've got enough good interplay with padalecki that it's fine yeah but if you're just reading it and especially getting his internal i'm also an asshole inside monologue he keeps thinking about his brother as like the college boy and and, oh, well, every once in a while, I guess this college boy's useful, he thinks, for the 15th time that Sam did anything today. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you're like, oh, we're trying to write something within season one. You're like, man, this was a monster of the week show. Yeah. And everyone had a thing. And one now th you've got to keep doing that one thing for an entire book. I, I'm assuming that they developed some layers by around season 10 or so. But right here, it's it's mostly just... Dean's got about as much internal life, because we're in his head a lot, as like Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's not trap-focused, but it's just like all of his time is spent going like, I hate doing things. I wish I wasn't doing things. My brother went to college. <laughs> Boy, I wish I could just go kill a thing. And also, my brother. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could kill both of those things. But I love my brother so much. But I'd love to kill him so bad. <laughs> But uh, at the beginning of the first one of these, chapter eight, he, uh, the two of them are having a conversation, and I'm going to be honest, I don't keep track of who says what in their conversations. It's just not important to me. I mean, if it's definitely much snarkier than the other one, it's Dean. Well, one of them was calling the guy they met mayor at the, uh, at the killing of the security guard in the last chapters, uh, Mayor McCheese. Yes, the actual mayor. Mm -hmm. They're they like, yeah, the mayor. mayor McCheese has his way. That's Dean, obviously. That, that feels like a Dean thing because it's got no cultural relevance to it. It just sounds like he thought of the first famous mayor he could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Be like, I really want Sam to start an argument with him at that point and just be like, no, okay, let's stop and talk about this for a second. What negative parts of, of Mayor McCheese's platform are bothering you? He has run a strong, civic-minded, burger-themed campaign for decades, and his constituents love him. And still, the Hamburglar runs free. <laughs> it's incompetency? It's nepotism? <laughs> 
The Hamburglar paid his debt to society decades ago. Look, the McCheese family <laughs> should not be running this town as they have for generations. Okay, first of all, let's not kid ourselves that the McCheese family is run. You know it's a mafia situation with all those fry guys. <laughs> They're the ones who are really taking in all the trucks of, of goods and bads in and out of town. The goods and bads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You take the goods, you take the bads. You've been you listening take to- them all and then you halves. <laughs> You've been listening to way too, way too much to Birdie and all of her like her, her crazy new ideas. Late night Birdie podcast where she lets you know what's really happening in McDonald land town. <laughs> That's why you never see her anymore. They disappeared her. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad we could get into the the depths of what's happening in McDonald Land. What, what's, what sort of do-nothing job do you think they gave Grimace for it to buy a silence? <laughs> Is he like the city dog catcher now or an oh, alderman? Oh, Grimace. Grimace just doesn't care. <laughs> I think they just gave Grimace an unlimited supply of pizza and a trailer. And he's like, good enough for me. Whee. I don't remember what I sound like. <laughs> I haven't had a spoken line on television in 26 years. Aw, poor Grimace. <laughs> well, I'm unpopular now because I once did an appearance with Donald Trump. <laughs> True fact. True fact. That's some, that's probably why Birdie's gone now. She wouldn't do it. Hmm. Okay, well, anyway, now that we're done with the first sentence of the first four, yeah. of the four chapters. <laughs> now that we've really dissected that sentence. Let's move on to the next one where I think they call him a bit of a booster. Oh, it's his job to be a booster. Yes. Uh, man, I remember this better than I thought I did. <laughs> hey, look at you with a memory. Uh, yeah, they are complaining that the mayor was like, now don't try and stop me from opening this mall. As a mayor, obviously I have the power to open this mall. Yep, that's what I can do. I can do anything I want because I'm the mayor. I wonder if he just genuinely thinks he has that ability. Like like uh, if the, the fact that he shows up with the big scissors and cuts the ribbon is like actually a thing that matters. If he doesn't do that, the ball won't open. Yeah, that's right. That's why he needs all the people at home to clap. Huh? Or else all these fairies are going to be dead. <laughs> the fairies are going to die. You've got to clap real hard so the mayor remembers to give a shit. <laughs> that's what they usually say before he comes out on stage. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're complaining that the mayor won't le- won't let them close the mall. and then. But yeah, I mean, mostly it's just... All right, we're going to have to find some bones to salt and burn because we're dealing with some kind of ghost. Yeah, and if only there was some place in this town to find some bones. Maybe that that one uh, intersection where there's a different bones-themed restaurant in each one of the corners. Oh, man. That'd be a good spot to go look for clues. Yeah, they should stop in at Bones, a bones-themed restaurant, or Bones, a themed restaurant around Bones, <laughs> or Bones, the Bones restaurant. Yeah, one of those three might have some answers, and if not, then they could always go to the Bone Zone, the barcade themed around Bones nearby. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm going uh, to go to the Bone Zone immediately. <laughs> mostly I'm just hungry for any barcade that matters in San Diego. Mostly I just want to go to the Bone Zone, if you know what I mean. I think I do. You want to go to a barcade themed around Bones and yes. skeletons. Yes. And maybe find a skeleton who wants to be your friends. Maybe. And then you'll be excited, but a little scared that skeletons want to be your friends. Well, I'm always excited and a little scared when anyone wants to be my friend. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're like, okay, well, you have to find Bones, because that was a spirit, probably, based on it popping in and out of existence. And obviously Sam, because he's a college nerd, wants to go to the library and do boring research. Well, yeah, because they're like, all right, we got to find somebody who knows something about this, because this is long enough ago that 
the papers aren't really going to be around. Like this is probably an 1800s type ghost and they're going to have to figure out what's going on. And I love that fucking <laughs> like S Dean's just like, Oh, I guess we'll have to find someone with a long memory. I'm like, are you planning on finding someone who's over a hundred years old? What are you, what do you think is going to happen here, my man? I mean, I guess he's really hoping to find someone who's over 50 years old so they'll remember just the last one. Like, that'd probably... If you, if but you that's not going to help, because they need to find the bones of the actual ghost that's doing it. I mean, I think even even Dean... Do you think at this point Dean is under the impression that it's just this one veteran of the American-Mexican-Indian wars? Probably. Who's, who does all the killing every time? Yes. Huh, okay, that's fair. Because, I mean, there's no reason that he shouldn't. And the fact that, you know, like... Well, ghosts can just go wherever, kill anybody they want to, and then just kind of go whoop and vanish somewhere else. I, I guess that's fair. He hasn't yet seen, like, all these other ghosts that we have seen. Exactly. So, yeah, he, I, he wants to find some old-timer. Maybe even if he finds some old-timer who remembers the 40 years ago ghost event, maybe they saw a creepy Mexican-Indian war veteran stomp, stomping around. Maybe. Because if it's the same ghost all the time, then, yeah, a, a, a person who remembers the previous ghost event would still be useful. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> But they, uh, they're, they're just resolving that they need to go. The uh, first thing they think is, well, we can maybe skip the library if we check all the cemeteries. Mm, let's go look for a headstone that's got real old guy written on it. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies a dead guy. He was very old. He's a veteran of some war or whatever. <laughs> Definitely angry and wants to kill people. <laughs> May I haunt you forever is his, is his uh, epitaph, <laughs> but only every 40 years. Yeah, I, you know, I'm real lazy as far as revenge goes, so. <laughs> I got shit to, I got, I got 39 other towns I'm real mad at. Like, I got 39 years worth of ghost shit to do. I'll spend some time on you. <laughs> but anyway. They they, there's unfortunately there are three cemeteries in town oh we also have to mention before mm. that even mm. happens mm. we get our aside for our first murder of this uh episode i guess oh is that is that in this chapter the yeah uh, they Brit go back and forth a lot okay, in this one for the, some reason that's what Brittany gardner Brittany gardner okay loved the snow she loved snow so much that it was making it hard for her to do her job today because she kept looking out the window because it looked like it should snow but it wasn't snowing, and she was like, damn it, where's my snow? I hope I get killed off, because I only have the one characteristic. <laughs> Look, I have a job where I'm supposed to be editing transcriptions of something or another. I mean, I appreciate their dedication to most of the people in town, like, working remote somewhere. That's kind of a clever way to deal with small-town life now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she's got a remote job, but she's having a hard time focusing, because she keeps looking out the window. She's like, there's one thing I love. It's not just snow. It's the first snow because mm -hmm. I like to be able to go outside, feel the snow come down, have that first snow of the year. Mm -hmm. And she moved here from like Phoenix just so she'd be able to get snow at some point. Wow. Good call for her. Yeah. And uh, and so she is spending all of her time looking out the way. I don't even think that the kill happens in this, does it? it oh, it does. It happens in this chapter? Okay. Then, yeah. Then in that case, she looks out the window looking for that snow. And while she doesn't see snow... She does see some sort of creepy man. Oh, no. Some old geezer with a rifle and 
big old boots and a jacket or something is wandering around out there. And, and she's like, ah, oh, geez, an old guy with boots and a jacket. That's every single man in town. Oh, yeah. I got to the- call the cops and tell them every single man in town is outside. I was so amazed when she was like, oh, I saw a man who obviously looks like he's hunting and he has a hunting rifle and he's walking around in the woods. <gasps> I need to call the police immediately. That man has a gun. And I'm like, everyone in your town has a gun. Everyone in your town looks like this guy. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I mean, granted, she's like, he is sneaking up to the house across the street. She lives in the closest thing that this tiny two-horse town has to a residential neighborhood. So she's like, well, my across-the-street neighbors are an elderly couple who do not leave the house. Yeah, and so, that isn't one of them. Yeah, so that's a creepy scenario I am seeing right now. And and she watched the guy disappear around the corner of the house and kind of vanish. There was a point where he looked in her general direction, but she was sure he didn't see her. And then she decided, I'd better call the police. That's right. I saw some guy look in the window of a house and then leave. And that means it's time for the police to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the police it, it, are like, yeah, sure, we'll send someone by. But e- but even as she's hanging up and saying, it's OK, I don't think I need to stay on the line with you. I don't think he saw me or, no, or would even bother with my house. Uh, as she hangs up, she gets a chill as she hears sounds from inside her own house. Ah, uh, yes. And. It's not fair, you know, because just then the snow had started to fall, Mm -hmm. but she couldn't go outside and enjoy it because that guy with a rifle was there. Except he isn't. It's a different guy. Well, no, she's concerned. Oh, right. She can't go outside because the guy with the rifle was outside earlier. Yeah. She's like, oh, I want to go enjoy that fucking snow of the season, but I can't Mm -hmm. because there's someone with a rifle. Hopefully when the police get here, they'll clear everything up. And then I can go enjoy my snow. I have one personality trait. (laughs) I have a job and a personality trait and a name. I'm done. I'm definitely dead. I am so very dead. Yeah. Uh, But then she hears the noise from inside her house. And as she whirls around to see who it is, they're not hiding themselves at all. It's an old, dead Native American with a giant seeping chest wound that no blood is coming out of. That's right. He's got a tomahawk and little armbands and he's he's got a he's got a big old wound that's all gray instead of bloody mm-hmm. so you can see the muscles and bones inside of his chest and he's stomping towards her that's right and i like that she just sort of is confused as well as scared like she just sort of gets on the ground doesn't even scream and it's just like what <laughs> <laughs> Man, can i can I help you? <laughs> what are you do? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she doesn't really have a, a chance to react. She just sort of watches in horror as this obvious Boogan stops, uh, uh, stomps towards her and then kills her with a hatchet in the exact same way that he died from a hatchet. Lo, those many forties of years ago. Oh, and it's such a shame. Not only had the snow been falling, but she could hear the sirens in the distance. The police were so close. Mm-hmm. Her salvation, so close. Except it was the police, so they probably would have just busted it and shot her. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, cab. Worry, uh, don't worry, lady. They still killed your dog before they left. Ah. Oh my God! We found this lady who was hit by some kind of thing to the chest. We better kill that dog, though. <laughs> it was probably the dog. What did it? A dog is barking, Sergeant. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead and deal with that dog. Deploy the anti-barking mechanism. You mean the gun, sir? You, you mean my gun? Yes, I do. <laughs> of course. Uh, and the police 
then find her and she is as jeff mentioned just fucked up in the exact same way that uh the native american who hit her was yeah just giant gaping chest wound mm-hmm. and there was no sign of forced entry uh no sign of a struggle, really. Yep, just and obvious, horrible murder. And they're also like, it's very weird, because, like, the geezer that was reported by her had a gun. Why would he then go and, like, I don't know, take an axe to her chest instead of just shoot her? Yeah, that's a good point. One thing I'm curious about in this in this chapter, John, is I don't know if that geezer was one of the ghosts. They didn't mention oh, him no. as having a flicker. No, indeed. I figure he might be another hunter there. Oh, goodness. An additional old hunter guy. Yeah, he might be like a Sam and Dean. Like, mm -hmm. he's also here to check out the 40-year thing. Yeah. Or maybe, just maybe, he's that kid from the prologue. Oh, that'd be an interesting idea. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, but could it could be, and that'd be kind of cool. That kid survived from the 60s till now and now he's like you know quite elderly and in his 50s in his 50s and or yeah he's in his 50s or so and he's he's like i gotta stop it it can't happen again i'm gonna hunt down whatever killed people hell maybe that's the house he grew up in who knows hmm. who knows indeed yeah so didn't he I, I thought he died in that prologue but i guess it wasn't official. no he just saw the ghost go into the house and then heard screaming and that's all we got that's right good point yeah oh he's been obsessed ever since yeah i'm i am so hoping that he comes back because to have a prologue where you have a 40-year thing the guy who's there is a kid mm -hmm. and he doesn't die i'm like if that motherfucker doesn't come back as a 50 year something year old i'm gonna be so angry that's a good point and we have been disappointed in this very show by prologues that don't have anything to do with anything before oh yeah definitely in that that uh, star wars galaxies one that definitely had a, a prologue that introduced new characters and then never connected them to the story. Such a shame. Weird. Don't do that. Why would you make that happen? Anyway, okay. Um, but yeah, the police are like, well, this is weird. Maybe this is part of that 40-year shush. We yeah, don't yeah, talk the about that. The, the sheriff is very aware of it because every time he talks to an old guy in town, uh, that conversation eventually comes around. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe in that. Horse, yeah, the reason I don't believe it is because everyone has a different idea of when it happens, mm. what year it's supposed to happen. And he's like, no one has any sort of idea. It just sounds like a town legend. Right. So he's not excited about it, but he is hoping at the moment. His big hope is that there is only going to be one killer that they have to round up and catch. Yeah, it'll be easier to catch a killer, one guy with a gun maybe, than some figment of an imagination. Indeed. And I hope that he has the best of luck in finding the one real murderer and definitely not any sort of spookum. Oh, no, ghostals. <laughs> Please save me from the boogans. <laughs> anyway, Sam and Dean are in the library and they've split up because they can do more damage. I'm kidding. They didn't. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, the library is basically them figuring out, oh, uh, newspapers don't go back far enough. To get to a point where we would be able to find, like, a story on this old-timey dude. And that National Geographic lie is still cash and checks. It's nuts. Because even the librarian comes out and she's like, you're interested in a ridiculous range of topics that there's no way the National Geographic would want to cover. And one of them is just like, well, ma'am, you know our readers. They love to read any little tidbit of what, whatever. <laughs> you know our readers in National Geographic. You've obviously read that, right? And they're all like... 
Ah, yes, of course, I am well-read and know that. I know what gets written in National Geographic. Everyone loves National Geographic. What did you do, another special on the planets? Did you discover any more of them or anything? No? Shut the fuck up. You haven't been relevant since 1970. <laughs> in fact, get out of my library. Come back when you're something that matters, like Condé Nast. <laughs> Come back when you're something that matters, like, the internet. I don't know, FHM. <laughs> Maxim. Come back with your Maxim, because I've got some stuff I would like to show to you. <laughs> Mrs. Frankel is wearing some musky uh, perfume here. Mm -hmm. They're like, ooh, maybe she gets boned on the reg. That's right, because they smell her cologne, and they're like, ah, yes, that's the cologne of a woman who routinely takes it. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you two? Maybe she just likes the way it smells. Nope. Dean's like, oh, if you're trying at all to not just be a gross monster, it's because you're out to get dicked down. <laughs> and we, we met Miss Frankel in like chapter two or something. She was described as a librarian straight out of central casting with the hair rollers and the and the half glass bifocals that are attached by a tiny chain and the purple pinafore like we know this we know this character extremely well she's really mad that you tried to sneak yogurt into the library you cartoon dog <laughs> what she's from like a cartoon you know like the 80s cartoon and the cartoon dog tries to sneak yogurt into the library and she's like "Ooh!" and then he then he goes it's delicious is this a commercial for yogurt then? Yes, yeah. Or is I'm this describing in a cartoon. I'm describing a commercial for yogurt featuring a cartoon dog that that sneaks yogurt everywhere that kids have to go that sucks. That's that's the story. So so the way it works is it, So the Gogurt dog is mm -hmm. in the library uh -huh. and the fact that he has a silent snack is angering the library. Please, this is 80s, not not some 90s Gogurt shit. This is probably like what a uh, Danimals. Snack pack. Yeah, it's like Danimals or Yo Play for kids or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he every time there's bored kids somewhere, Yogurt Dog shows up and he's like, oh, here you go. Our yogurt or whatever this catchphrase is. I don't know. I'm Bones for Yogurt. <laughs> Please come to my shop, Bones for Yogurt. <laughs> Like, he'll show up in dentist's offices or the principal's office, like that, that little hallway bench that you have to sit in outside the principal's office when you're in trouble. This, this dog sneaks within liminal spaces and offers you yogurt. Uh-huh, that's exactly what he does. And then stereotypes show up and are like, I don't like that dog and his yogurt ways. This dog shows up in a dark hallway in a place you normally know very well, but at night it seems strange somehow. <laughs> Have yogurt, the dog says. In perfect, non-cartoon English, something is wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Night Vale. That was... <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering why the dog is here. It's because he has yogurt for you. <laughs> you should take the yogurt. Do not take the yogurt. <laughs> and now, the weather. <laughs> uh, but yes, one of the things where they're like, oh, we, there's no... Stuff from, like, before 1926, so mm -hmm. we can't get anything before that. And at some point, she's like, oh, there are some records from Camp Hualpai, the local military post from the late 1860s. And both of them decide, oh, that's dumb shit. We don't want that. And I'm like, you're looking for a military ghost. <laughs> is, I know. There's a moment where they're just like, ah, that sounds like it sucks. Ugh. Let's Roll just... eyes. Why would we ever look at military records from earlier than 1926? This library is boring. Where's that cartoon dog with the yogurt? <laughs> He's in an empty theater. 
the theater is larger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> the curtain is drawn. It seems as though a play is going to happen, and yet you are the only one here. Are you the player, or are you the audience? Well, you're Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Actual cannibal. You are yogurt. The dog offers you to a child. <laughs> the dog's hair flows magnificently in the wind. <laughs> there is no wind. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Ah. Uh. But yeah, they decide instead of looking at the one suggestion they've gotten that would almost certainly give them relevant ideas, they're like, ah, fuck it, let's just go wander around town and look at cemeteries. Yeah, this is when they're finally like, let's go to graveyards. Now, there are three graves, and, and here's another fun thing, they don't research the graveyards at all. Because the, the first graveyard they go to, and obviously the graveyards are organized by, the, by their visits in terms of, of usefulness. Uh, so the first one is, oh, no one's been buried here since like the 60s. Or before the 60s. Before the 60s. So it's it's worthless to us because the 40-year cycle would have been in the 60s. So never mind, it would have been the 70s or something like that. No, it's it's since 1954, but they're looking for an old-ass right. uh, cavalry but guy. Even then, you'd still be like, well, maybe since the cemetery's got 60s bodies, we should look for some where the epitaph is like taken too soon or something. So Why? We c- so they could research the people, got mur- the, the people who got murdered that time. What would that matter? Ah, it turned out 40 years ago, this guy got killed. Does that tell us anything about the person who murdered him? Why, no, it doesn't. It doesn't, Sammy. (laughs) I know you're super angry, but again, we should probably go back and research that Camp Walpi thing. (laughs) Nah, that sounds like shit for nerds. (laughs) Screw you. You left. (laughs) You told me to. Yeah. Well, you don't do everything I tell you to. I said a lot of things. Uh, I said a lot of things, like how great this yogurt is. (laughs) You're welcome, Dino. (laughs) Yogurt dog away! And then he skateboards into the moon. (laughs) Dog-shaped hole in the moon. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. (laughs) But yes, there are three graveyards. The first one is the newest graveyard, Mm -hmm. and there's not a whole lot there. And then the second one is the oldest graveyard, and it's not great either, but then the third graveyard... is just right. (laughs) Now, the the second one is just behind some church, and again, like, it's older, but not old enough. Mm -hmm. They're like, ah, this kind of might go back to, like... 1900 yeah but we're looking for something even earlier than that as far as we know we've already established we don't know dick about shit when it comes to military uniforms maybe that guy died in what 1920s maybe he just died during a military reenactment i was about to say it's not like this (laughs) motherfucker couldn't have died wearing a costume and then just be like yeah i died in like 1935 but i was wearing this for some reason i'm just like that librarian i died straight out of central casting (laughs) Just like that librarian. I died boning. <laughs> Hardcore. Tell him Large Frankel sent you. <laughs> the third cemetery turns up something. They don't go to. That's, that's right. Fuck. Because. For a while. Fuck. After the second cemetery, that's Dean right. is just being a whiny bitch where he's like, it's cold. I don't like this. Mm. College boy probably learned to tolerate the cold in college. Yeah. Uh, did you take cold classes in college, Harvard boy? <laughs> and he's like, didn't I go to Stanford? I forget my backstory. Hang on a second. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm a Yale man. <laughs> I'm a Yale man who went to Stanford. <laughs> the Harvard section of Stanford. 
Uh, we call it Little Harvard. <laughs> Little Harvard. A Stanford neighborhood. Also, that's the name of this yogurt dog, Little Harvard. <laughs> I destroyed the moon. <laughs> Damn it. You gotta hide me from the police. <laughs> the moon police. <laughs> I'll give you yogurt, man. I got a stash. Moon police are just like regular police. They're gonna shoot me. They'll kill dogs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this episode. How you doing? Oh, lordy, lordy. Okay, yes. They, <laughs> on their way to the third cemetery, however, they, they just see... A bear go into a house. <laughs> yep. They're just like, that's... Wait a minute, that bear just... Did it come out of a house? Yeah, a bear comes out of a screen door from a house, and they're just like, the fuck is... What? Hold on, is that a bear? Did that bear just open a door and, and come out? I love that they even stop to think about it for a bit. They, like, stop the car, and they're like, <laughs> could it be a trained circus oh, bear? Oh, no, it's like, a bear just came out of that house. Well, maybe he lives there. <laughs> It's obviously, it's the bear's house. Clearly, that bear belongs there. It opened the door. That bear lives in Bill's house. Fred's house. <laughs> that bear gets around. <laughs> it's like the librarian. <laughs> or that lady that the dude who died in chapter three was going to call over. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember her name or his name or nothing. Uh, D Dolores. Probably just Dolores. Dolores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that bear's Dolores. Maybe that bear is Mulva. <laughs> uh, but after stopping for a second to kind of eliminate the possibilities that there's not a good reason for a bear to come out of a house, they decide to investigate. And yes, of course, the bear com committed not really murder. I don't know if bears can do that. I uh, mean... Bearicide? No, the bear's alive still. Yeah. Humicide. Humicide. Anthrocide? And, 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 anthro. And, Androcide? Androcide, yeah. <laughs> the, it, presuming that the woman that they killed in there was named Andrew. Yes. Yes. Andrewside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they committed farside? Your mama. Your mama. Your mama. Your mama. Your mama. <laughs> That's a joke for two of you. <laughs> And those two of you are us. <laughs> That's okay. This episode is for the two of us. <laughs> I mean, come on. People know the far side. That album fucking shreds. Oh, man. That album is amazing. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. They find a torn to shreds lady, just blood and bones and cartilage all over the place. And, you know, <laughs> they're like, the last. Well, the last thing of the chapter is, Sammy, I think we need to talk to that bear. <laughs> I need to hear that bear's alibi. <laughs> bear? Bear, where, where were you 20 minutes ago? I was eating a guy. <laughs> oh, well, that's a lady, so... Hmm. Hmm. Story checks out, but I'm watching you. Don't leave town, bear. <laughs> Screw you! All the all animals on this universe can skateboard to the moon. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, that's the end of that chapter. Then the next chapter is the Juliet chapter. I don't uh, like her so far. Yeah, because all Juliet really does is wax on about how much she's like. Oh, back in the day, I I used to do stuff in the city and i love it so much more than here in the country except for all the things i love about the country and hate about the city mm -hmm. except that i love it and i hate it 
and I love how much I hate it. I wish I could bring the country to the city, which is actually a thought that she has over the course of this chapter. Oh, God. <laughs> Save me. Uh, so she is... She's wandering around in the house thinking about... Did she start by thinking about her dumb plan? I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, she's like... She's like sad about the death of the cows. I was so sad. And, you know, while I've been here, I've really discovered that single people (laughs) normally don't have time to really eat well. But what if they could? What if they could get farm-to-table produce and meat delivered right to their door now blue apron (laughs) folks with the promo code system mastery we'll tell you the whole next part of this chapter because it's a blue apron ad (laughs) she apparently just decides she's going to come up with blue apron where she's Mm -hmm. like "Ooh, i'll just get farms that are near cities to package stuff up and send it to people that way they don't have to get Less fresh stuff from a grocery store. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that you that when you finished off with the, the her thought in the beginning, which is like, you know, what he has a hard time living in small towns by themselves. Recently widowed single people. That's why I've decided to invent FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> right? I thought for sure when she was like, you know, it's hard living as a single person, and I've decided to make some changes. And I was like, oh. You're going to bone down? Is it time to call up the librarian and get her little black book? What's going on? <laughs> you want to go swimming in some stew? Your, uh, your ranch hand? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> you want that thick, meaty gravy all over you? Eh? Stew. You want to really just go down there and get into that slum gullion of a man? Huh? You want, a, you want a couple bullion up in you? <laughs> well, she's boy crazy, John. boy bay is crazy. <laughs> Uh, Vichy Soup Soise Soup (laughs) Hey, that one's relevant to the show Hey Hey. Okay, so So she is Yeah, she has this whole thing And she's Deal that she's running through in her mind Where she's like Okay, well I want to move back to the city But obviously I'm going to need to live near enough To the edge of the city That I can set up a network of farms Living near the city Who will Uh, provide the food because while i've lived here i've learned to love farm fresh meat oh it tastes so much better and fresh eggs straight out from under the chicken you just can't beat them there's a living quality here that you just don't get in the city and that's why why i'm here to tell you today about our farm fresh vegetables why we grow them right here like we used to 400 years ago that's right we've been living here for 400 years we've seen 10 of those ghost cycles it's me. I've been living here for 400 years, and I'm a ghost. I'm old Pappy Vampire. <laughs> Have you uh, met my dog? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I got yogurt. Woo! <laughs> so he's a he's a ghost vampire's magic dog. Yes. Okay. That can <laughs> skateboard to the moon. I named him Lil Harvard, because that's where I went myself. <laughs> Harvard, man. I grew up in the Lil Harvard district of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, getting further and further out of hand. (laughs) Hey, these characters have rich inner lives. They definitely won't get killed off in their first chapter appearances. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she's fretting about, she has this whole thing where she's like, well, I want to bring this food that I love so much from here to the city. That's why I've invented a system where farmers will sell me meat and eggs and vegetables, we'll cook farm fresh meals, and then flash freeze them and bring them right into town where we'll send them via the mail to people, and they can have farm fresh meals right at their own table. Yeah. 
She invents Blue Apron. <laughs> she invents Blue Apron, which I don't even think Blue Apron pretends to be farm to table fresh, but no. I'm sure that there are something that does that. I'm sure you can get something that's like, yeah, we're super quick. <laughs> I just love fra- the, farm fresh. Their whole thing is like, oh, yeah, it'll be exactly like eating off the farm. What we'll do is we'll freeze it on site, put it in a truck, load it into the city, sell it in a store. People will take it home, heat it up. And I'm like, wait, isn't that all food? Aren't you describing all food not eaten directly on a farm? Yeah. <laughs> like, at least <laughs> she briefly is like, oh, maybe we could have a delivery service where we just take it directly to people. Yeah, or maybe we'll just flash freeze it. They can reheat it. I'm like, you fucked up. You invented the frozen TV dinner in 2007. Congratulations. (laughs) You have fucked up. (laughs) And you did it so far from Silicon Valley. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you invented a thing that already exists, and you're not even some millionaire asshole with a startup. And it's not even the bust. (laughs) You did it. You did it. You didn't try and reinvent vending machines. Good Hold for on. you. I should probably invent a proprietary food that can only exist in these bags. <laughs> huh? That way I could charge more. Yeah. Some sort of packet of food that will be able to have on the go. Some kind of <laughs> go-gurt. It's go food. We'll start with yogurts and then move on from there. What's that ominous knocking I'm hearing in the bottom third of my door? (laughs) You better not get in on my territory. I'll fucking gut you. Also, you gotta hide me. Hide me from the police or I'll gut you. (laughs) Tell them you're not home. You've never seen me. (laughs) Okay. Stu comes up. Stu comes up and he's like, hey... I love that also, again, she's like, well, maybe he'll want that lemonade now. And I'm like, I don't think Stu's as into lemonade as you think he is. <laughs> I think Stu just gets the lemonade because you always offer it. Yeah, it's just the drink you give him in the house. He's like, I would really prefer a Diet Coke. It's weird that you keep offering me folksy shit. Hey, do you want a lemonade or maybe some down-home country grits? And he's like, no. <laughs> would you like to eat this bowl of gingham? What are you up to, buddy? <laughs> huh? Stop that. I am... I live in a house with the internet, ma'am. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. (laughs) And the librarian. We have a thing going. What's the rest of your phone number after the part that's just Klondike, in case I need to contact you? (laughs) Ma'am, I have a cell phone. It's on the table right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. But yes, he is... He's back, and he's sad, and he doesn't want any lemonade because, ooh... Let me tell you, it's rough out there for a ranch hand, because mm-hmm. in the short amount of time since he saw the horrible destruction that had happened on some of these cows, came to tell her about it, and went back out to move the cows, more cows got ripped apart. Yeah, and he's still describing it. He's like, look, I don't even I don't even think it's an animal at this point. It's It's nasty. Like, they're taking chunks out of these cows and flinging them 30 feet over one direction or another. Some of the cows are just a fine mist. Like they aren't even eating them. It's, well, it's just murder. Practically inhuman. And it is inhuman because they're cows. Mm-hmm. I think the inhumans did it. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I think they got one of them. Un- then there are inhumans who can spot the exact point on a cow where if you poke it, it explodes into a million pieces. I think Karnak been punching our cows. <laughs> 
Either he's punching him or Black Bolt's yelling at him, man, but it's one of the two. I think I- Gorgon has kicked our cows apart. <laughs> I think Medusa's been taking her hair. <laughs> I think Crystal. <laughs> Lockjaw the dog done teleported half this cow to Jupiter. <laughs> And meanwhile, the woman, the, Juliet's just like, what, what is, is that what I'm, I'm more of a, I, I know more about the Eternals. I, um, <laughs> how that's weird. <laughs> well, I came to comics and then left it again at a very weird time. If you'd like to discuss star brand, <laughs> I'm way into earth too. <laughs> uh, but yes, she's like, okay, well that's messed up. We should, uh. We should probably try and get someone out here because, mm-hmm. you know, shit's going weird. We we should have someone take a look at it. But, oh, no, the phone is dead. <laughs> well, maybe you could contact them. Is your telegram machine still working? <laughs> do you have one of those pigeons? <laughs> Ma'am, we've gone over this many times. I also do not possess Klieg lights, semaphore flags, or a big fire and a blanket. <laughs> Well, I got both of those right here. <laughs> How's your Morse code? Good, I bet. I'll bet. Is that how you talk to the animals? You do talk to the animals, right? Yeah, just one. <laughs> no, you don't. You've never seen me. <laughs> there it is. <sighs> Good shit, man. Uh, but I, we can't skip over his line that, that's great, though, where he's like, he's like, ma'am, I think we need to leave this place. It's... I, it's almost like it's palpable outside. I feel like when I'm walking out there, I'm walking out through a, an evil soup. It's just a soup of evil. <laughs> and she's just like, wait, uh, hang on. Is that like because of your name? Are you doing a pun right now? Are you? Is this a stew thing? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm just saying there's a malignant chowder in the air. <laughs> and I think we need to go before things go vichy south. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> your, wow. your your problems won't amount to a hill a hill of chicken tortilla if we don't get out of here immediately. And she's like, "I what? What's the, this you could have gone with three bean soup. <laughs> you would have followed better. What are you doing, Stu? My lentils is all barleyed right now. <laughs> I got all potato leaked. I don't. I don't know." <laughs> Uh, anyway, he, he he suggests that they leave because there's a scary soup outside. That's right, a soup <laughs> made of pure evil. Yes. <laughs> you know, chowder. Yeah, it's a, it's a purely evil soup. Also, there's oyster crackers. <laughs> yeah. They're neutral. Neutral, of course. <laughs> neutral oyster crackers. They as, help. As they all are. Do, o- oyster crackers are like the watcher. <laughs> uh, in this, <laughs> the scenario... <laughs> Where the Inhumans have destroyed my cows, uh-huh. the oyster crackers in the soup of evil are the Watchers. <laughs> Such as Uatu and, I don't know, other ones. And et al. Have they ever named another Watcher? <laughs> sure they have. <laughs> There's Genevieve. I was going to say, do the rest of them have normal names and it makes Uatu feel bad? Where they're just like, I am Uatu the Watcher and this is my compatriot Douglas. <laughs> Very expensive. (laughs) Anyway, the two of them run out to her car because it's the cooler car. She's got a brand new Pathfinder. Yeah, well, 
Actually, it's the other way around, but whatever. Oh, so they go to his car first? Fine. Yeah, because his he's closer. He's parked right at ah. the uh, like the front door. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, uh, turns out the uh, car's not working. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, no. Is it a problem? Did I forget to charge? She asked him if he like, forgot to charge. Did you leave the lights on mm-hmm. or something? <laughs> you should check to see if the dinosaur that serves as your engine is still functional. <laughs> Ask oh, him. have you put your feet down the bottom and started spinning? <laughs> no one said it's a living yet. I feel like that's probably part of this, right, ma'am? I, I thought you thought I was an old-timey rancher. Now you think I'm a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think you're all kinds of weird cartoons. <laughs> I'm feeling real French onion about this situation. <laughs> see? You see? That's your colorful local farm vernacular. <laughs> no one says that but me, ma'am. I'm weird. <laughs> And her car won't start either because of an evil, malevolent force that soups at them. Yeah. I mean, also because it has torn apart their, like, gas and brake line and also ripped the tires to shreds. Yes. So whatever's doing this is wants them to stay here to watch whatever it's about to do. It's a malevolent force of evil and not just a Native American with a hatchet. Yes. And also, it uh, they she doesn't have a gun. Because she's one of those urban liberals. That's right. They have a whole conversation about guns where he's like, ma'am, do you have a gun? Uh, oh, God. Roy always wanted to buy a gun. He said it was an important farm tool, but I always told him no. Oh, the hubris of my situation. Oh, us urban liberals. We couldn't even imagine shooting a, a wild mountain lion or a bear. Why, we could never have a gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, luckily for you, ma'am, I have 35 guns on my person right now. Plus Come another- the revolution and we will be well armed. Here you go, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a folksy ranch hand. I am a survivalist and a nut job. That said, that suit, <laughs> that gun does shoot gazpacho. <laughs> Let me give you a split pea shooter. Eh? <laughs> hey, 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 very well done. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Joining in on the dumb bullshit. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're still in a whole other chapter. Oh, yeah. And it's the worst boring chapter ever because it's just Dean and and Sam chase a bear into the woods, but they never see the bear, and then its footprints stop. Done. Oh, God. The last chapter that we have where it's just, ah, yes, the bear fled into the woods and Sam and Dean followed after, and (laughs) that is the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, maybe this bear really knows what it's doing because I can't hear it like breaking branches and shit in there mm-hmm. but i can definitely see tracks which is weird for a ghost bear if only these woods weren't so carefully cultivated and thinned out i sure hope they killed the guy who did this oh he's right over there <laughs> there's his corpse that's the bottom half of him oh man traveling here through an unfamiliar woods while moonlight pours down through the branches barely illuminating my path <laughs> I could go for some yogurt. <laughs> hey, stay out of my lower half of a guy. I'm hiding from the cops in here. <laughs> now I'm just imagining him using the lower half of a guy to walk around. As a normal per- I'm a normal uh, guy. I'm a guy. <laughs> Look at me with my regular human legs. <laughs> I can dance. One ticket to this R-rated movie, please. <laughs> I'm 400, but that's like 7,000 in dog years. <laughs> That's why it's okay to date me. (laughs) I would love to date you. Half a dog and half a man. (laughs) 
I'm all dog, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I step out of this thing at the end of the night, you're going to see my blood cake lower half. <laughs> <sighs> and also this raspberry yogurt. <laughs> I filled the lower half of this guy with it. You now, what do you off? say, Dolores? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I better say yes, because I got old lady librarian on speed dial. <laughs> Bring her. <laughs> oh, we're doing this then. <laughs> I always wondered. All right. Uh, well, there you go. That's yeah. The last chapter's got nothing. I mean, it's just Dean sniping at Sam about how he's cold and his bear is smart. And then at the end, they make their way out into a big forest clearing and Sam's like, hey, Dino, do you see what I see? And he's like, I sure do, Samster. Um, Send the little lamb to the shepherd boy. <laughs> There's a mystery afoot. <laughs> the, the footprints end in the middle of the clearing, and a, a crow is there laughing at them. Yeah, a crow causes them, and oh, what a cruel laughter that crow has. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Dean almost looks like he's going to shoot it, and it flies away, and then Sam's like, hey, maybe this was some kind of shapeshifter and it turned into a bird and that bear was that crow. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? I could have shot the fucking bird. I thought you were going to shoot the bird. I thought that was the whole thing. Yeah. God damn it. Okay, from now on, let's just agree to shoot any ominous birds. That's right. Any <laughs> ominous birds. How did they not already have that rule between the two of them? I guess because it's this the first season. Oh, it's the first season. Yeah. They haven't established that ominous birds gotta go. By season seven, they're just like, fuck every ominous bird. Yeah, but it's, of course, by the time they establish the rule, it's not like they come across it anymore. It's a tap-tap tapping at my chamber door? No, sir. <laughs> uh, buckshot for you, my friend. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. Well, they also do speculate that perhaps the bear is a were-bear. I think it's because they, they know that the bear is not flickering in and out of existence. Well, they didn't see it flicker in and out, although the fact that it can make like, it use through, the door like well that it can make it through the forest without like making noise or anything yeah, yeah so it's a mystery is this a normal bear trained to kill or is it, it some sort of monster ghost bear is this a ghost a shapeshifter oh some kind of man in a bear suit <laughs> a were bear who can turn into a raven as well a bear fucker in need of assistance <laughs> maybe it's a bear that sometimes turn into a human a bear wear mm, over there bear wear <laughs> uh so there you have it that's uh that's the chapters uh not much going on that last one just sucks yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say it that was well, a bad chapter it's all from dean's point of view and so the whole thing is yeah. him just being like i'm grumpy i'm cold mm -hmm. why is sam smarter than me mm, i'm angry <laughs> i forgot which actor plays me again that's in my internal monologue of his internal monologue yes i want to make that very clear <laughs> and he's just we get a lot of like oh why Dean would hunt this bear right to the point where he would die because he hates losing. And Sam's like, oh, don't do that. My, my, my man, my brother, my, don't my do it. Deanie. Don't do it. Dino, my Deanie beanie, Deanie weenie, <laughs> my little weenie Deanie, <laughs> as he is wont to say on the show famously, yeah. my weenie Deanie. That's what he's always said on the show. He constantly was calling him my little weenie Deanie. And, and then he'd sing the little weenie Deanie song. Yeah. Little weenie deenie in my pocket. Hooray. He'd sing. He sings. Yeah. And, and regularly. That was how, that's why the show lasted so long. Is yeah. The overwhelming. seasons of that. Yeah. The overwhelming. I, I think T-Pain did a remix of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That made top 40 for uh -huh. a while. All T-Pain really did was just sort of put a trap beat behind it and go, yeah, o over it. So, you know. Yeah. 
uh, but it was still, you know, number one top 40 oh, hit. but it, it was still a fucking bop. It was jam of the summer in the year 2009, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There's our chapters. I hope you've enjoyed the rich lore that has come from it. Everything we said was canon to the book. All of it. Try and stop us, Jeff Marriott. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Mariotte. <laughs> And that's it. And as always, we're going to go do bonus content where I hit random on the fandom article for this show while John actually thinks about it. Yep. And if you want to get in on that fun action where we talk more about sort of supernatural every once in a while, then all you have to do is go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash system mastery, and support us at the $2 or above levels. That's right. You unlock the content for this show. You unlock our system mastery content and... At the $5 level, you unlock our TV Mastery content, our monthly show, a ton of secret channels in the Discord. There's just a ton of stuff going on. But, of course, we understand times are still tough. Yep. Not everyone has money to throw around, especially goobers like us. I got no money at all. Yeah, I know. You've got nothing. I have very little money. I've been thinking about selling blood. Someone else's. Not mine, obviously. Yeah. I've got a garbage bag full of blood. I got the top half of a guy here. <laughs> I've been living in it. <laughs> uh, but if you want to help the show, if you like what we do, you can always go on to wherever you listen to us on Spotify or Stitcher, whatever. Give us a five-star review. Give us a 10-star review. Give us a 20-star review. Who knows mm-hmm. what stars they have? Just give me a famous star. Who knows what stars may come? Yeah, Give me a famous star with cheese. I'm hungry. <laughs> Ah, yes. Give me a famous star, like the dog star. (laughs) Do not give me the dog star. I want a Carl's Jr. famous star. Or those chicken nuggets they have that are star-shaped. Ooh. Do they still have those? I don't. I think they probably don't. Maybe they do. I don't know. Oh, man. Road trip. Hey! (laughs) One of them three-minute road trips to a Carl's Jr. Yeah, let's go to that Carl's Jr. near where I work. Let's extend it. Let's make it a road trip to a Hardee's. Ooh. Then we gotta go a ways. I know. Folks, watch for us on tour. We'll be driving to a Hardee's. <laughs> watch for us at a Hardee's, maybe near you? <laughs> Probably not. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you all real soon. Until next time, I've been Elan Sleesbogiano. And- Don't tell anyone I've been here. <laughs> <laughs>